Welcome back to the Dealmakers Podcast Show with serial entrepreneur Alejandro Cremades, best-selling author of The Art of Startup Fundraising and co-founder at Panthera Advisors. In this podcast, we ask our guests about their successful acquisitions and financing rounds. Hey guys, so just a quick overview here on Panthera Advisors, as I think it might be of value to you. So Panthera Advisors exist in order to help founders that are in the process of raising capital or get their company acquired. I actually started the company out of incredible frustration because during my entrepreneurial journey, which involved building, financing, scaling, and exiting companies, I could not find a resource that was founder-friendly and I could not get the type of support that I was seeking. So as a result, I made a ton of mistakes along the way. So if you're looking to raise capital, or you are looking to get your company acquired, or just need some sound financial planning, and you're looking to get the best possible outcome in the shortest period of time, feel free to learn more by visiting us at pantheraadvisors.com, or just reach out directly and shoot me a note at alejandro at pantheraadvisors.com. Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome to the Deal Maker Show. So today we have an exciting founder from Israel that is going to tell us a thing or two about how you separate storage and compute without touching the network. So I guess uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest today, Eran Kirsner. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So you're originally born and raised Iran out of uh, Israel. Where in Israel? Yeah, correct. In fact, I was born in the, uh, uh, the southest place in Israel, Eilat. It's kind of a, a vacation kind of a, a city, small vacation city south of Israel. Yeah. Very nice. Well, that <laughs> didn't go well with your background now because you're now like even working in your sleep as an entrepreneur. So no vacation, workation. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. So, so in your, so you were, you were like, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and perhaps your, your family as well. Did you have any entrepreneurs in the family or, or tell us about growing up? Yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, I was born in Elat. It's the southest place in Israel, very close to the sea, the, the Red Sea. Uh, and, you know, in, in my life, you know, the, the main things that I would care of would be, you know, just being near the sea, surfing, diving, all this stuff. You know, that's what exactly, you know, kids and, and teenagers are doing. Uh, later on, after I, you know, I went to the to the army and I, I started my career at the, at the Navy, of course, you know, like the sea, stay at the sea. Uh, and I was doing also a, a electronic uh, in the army and uh, in the Israeli Defense Force. Uh, it was an adventure, a great adventure. Uh, after uh, the army, I like many of the Israeli, I took some time off and, and travel around the, the world, mainly in the, in the Far East. So that was a quite adventure. And even today, when I, I get the chance to be in the same places as that I was kind of 20 years ago, 30 years ago, as a, a backpack, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see the difference. You know, you go to India and you see everything is, is you know, kind of much more developed and so high tech. If you go to China, you remember the days. And I like to talk with the businessmen, talk about, you know, how it was 20 years ago. It's always uh, like to, to kind of uh, funny to, to have a discussion like that. Uh, yeah. the, you know, traveling around the world, getting experience, you know, working with uh, 
talking with people, learning from new culture. I started, you know, my university life. So I did a BSc in the university and then started my career at the Motorola Semiconductor. So this was really long ago, right? Motorola Semiconductor was, you know, one of the best school for engineers. It's kind of Motorola and Intel, IBM was the best place to, to start and learn. And I have the privilege to be part of the architecture team for a uh, the Quick and PowerQuick, this was basically the first communication co processor. I'm talking about uh, a year of uh, 96, 97, right? Got it. And obviously you there were applying like, you know, your background is very interesting because you have not only the military, which gives you that uh, that rigor and, you know, like just like having that integrity on on, on, a, on tackling whatever you have in front of you. Exactly. But then also the, 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 I would say the background as an engineer as well and and having that capability of being able to perhaps, uh, you know, address those problems, maybe break them down into smaller problems and then going like one after the other. But here, the way that basically your your career, you know, developed is that you did a little bit of, um, you know, be before you really went at it as an entrepreneur, you did work a little bit, you know, like in different companies. So why don't we go uh, through these uh, uh, different entities that you worked at mm -hmm. and just Give us very, in a very simple way, what did you learn from each one of those? In like one one lesson that you got from each one of those uh, experiences. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So so at Motorola Semiconductor, I think that was one of the best school. You get kind of the principle, the, the, the method, you know, the, the deep engineering kind of thinking, right? Uh, previously in the army, you get the, the improvise, right? You know how to improvise things, how to solve, you know, you are alone in the sea and you know you are sailing some you know unknown location and you have uh, some technician problem you need to solve it you 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 glue it you you walk around it you take one machine open it and use another machine so it gives give you the you know the ability to solve things because you are on your own when you back and right. uh, after you know going to university learning engineering coming back to coming to the standard industry, I will call it, yeah, yeah, working in Motorola Semiconductor, you actually get the method. You understand, you know, how to analyze, how to do the calculation, how to do the kind of the right adjustment and become the best engineering product. And we did have, we, we really had the best engineering product out there. It was the first communication processor. We went to all the major customer out there. It was the, the days of Nokia, the days of Ericsson, the Cisco days right now that, that were the giant. Like today, the giant are Amazon, Google, and, and, uh, uh, AW, uh, you know, uh, Azure back then it was uh, the, the major telecommunication. They, they were the giant uh, out there. And we, we actually had design with all of them. And what, what we learn is the, the method, how to serve customer, how to uh, listen to customer and to develop still very rapidly and address their, their, their needs. Then uh, kind of we, we spin out a team of, of uh, very talented engineers spin out of a Motorola Semiconductor and we create our own startup. It's called Wintegra. So this was my, my first uh, startup experience. I was part of the funding team and uh, we built the first network processor. And this was amazing. Okay. okay. So it was the first network processors that can really deal IP and ATM. You know, people don't even remember what is ATM today. They think it's automatic machine. Uh, and uh, it was a year of uh, DSLAM, IP DSLAM, uh, 3G started. Later on, it became LTE. And again, we, we, we managed to penetrate to new market, uncharted territory. 
So we really lead the industry by providing solution. Uh, and it took us time. And that's one of the, you know, the things that I carry with me from, you know, because Motorola, you had all the open doors, you know, you can open the door very easily. You have a very large sales force. They have all the relationship and you just need to bring the right technology out there. Right. When you open your own startup, the thing kind of that, that you have with you is the ability to remember, to remember that if you do it right, it takes long, eventually you can, you can succeed. And you really, you need to press the restart button. And that's what you do. And, and it took, it took us three years to win Ericsson uh, and to get into all their uh, uh, LTE base station. It took us so much time to get into Cisco, so much time to get into Alcatelucent. And, and that's, that's the, the experience that I, keep, I still carry with me to other startups that I had and also for Lightbit, that if you have the right product and you know that you have the right product and you have the right, you know, you have the persistency, eventually you, you, you're going to win it. And there's no fairy tale here, right? It's not that yeah, you can come and customer will say, wow, I was waiting exactly for that and let's, let's use it. And, and tomorrow we can, you know, sell 1 million pieces. Right. It's never working like that. Well, there's it's no never, overnight success stories. There is never overnight success stories there. And they take uh, time and a lot of patience and persistence, as you were saying. So right before Lightbits, so you were doing PMC Sierra. So what was this? And maybe like, yeah. could, like really in a summarized way, tell us what was the lesson there for you? Right. So, so Wintegro was acquired by PMC Sierra. And, uh, and basically, I got the opportunity uh, at PMC to manage two startups. So I managed the R&D of Wintegra and also the R&D of another startup that acquired by Wintegra. It's called Passave. Okay? So this gives me back the experience of kind of multinational, a, 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 a very large design team, go you know across all over the world. I had a team in India, a team in Shanghai, a team in Austin, uh, of course, a team in Israel and build all the collaboration between the different team, getting, you know, back to the process, right? Because PMC is a big company and this two crazy startup now uh, adapted by, by PMC. You need to get them back into the, the right highway and, and put process in place. Good, uh, again, a, a working habit, release habit, customer relationship. So this kind of was very strong, you know, and, and I always told my team, you know, you're being acquired by a company now, and you will see something will happen. And I think that's experience for every entrepreneur that were just waiting somebody to acquire him. So, of course, you have the honeymoon in the beginning and everybody like you and you bring the new technology. And then there is kind of adaptation to the new company. And what I always told my team, you know, there is a change. The change, you cannot notice every day of the change. You cannot track it. But every day there is some incremental change that you're becoming part of the parent company, part of Intel, part of PMC, part of whatever company just acquired you. And those people that stay behind with the old habit, only after three months, you will go, you know, in the open space, you get into the kitchen and you see them lost. Okay. Because they didn't adapt some of the procedure. They didn't adapt some of the technique. They didn't adapt some of the politic. They didn't adapt some of the culture and habit of the company. So I told them, you know, even if it's annoying, you really need to pace up. You need to, to make two steps ahead of what they expect you. Uh, that's the only way to, to integrate. And, and that's what happened. You know, 80% of the team, you really manage to integrate, start to work on, on, on new product, new uh, technology within the company. Uh, and some 20%, you know, stay, say, hey, we, we used to work like that. We did things like that. 
and eventually they disappear and have to to leave the company. Either they you have to show them the way out, or, or they decide to leave because there are no there is no cultural field, there is no technical fit. Yeah. And, uh, so this is uh, one one episode within PMC. Another episode I had with, with PMC, uh, I was requested by the CEO of PMC basically to open a new uh, incubation, a new kind of uh, uh, team within PMC. And this was, again, for me, you know, being part of a startup, doing something new is, is always exciting because in my career, every two years, four years, I, I found myself doing something new. So I'm starting something. I'm bringing it to the to the right point, and then for some reason, you know, I, I need to move to something yeah. else. If it is it a new market, new product, new company, uh, and and for me, it's very fascinating. It's kind of recharging again because you need to start from scratch and and build it yourself. So I, I was requested by the CEO of PMC to open a, a, a new team in Israel because you know communication start to to go down and less you know people start to to you know to get. It become commodity, yeah. especially with the, the raise of all the Chinese products like ZT, Huawei, and others. So uh, all the, the communication giant actually find themselves losing business to, to many of the Chinese vendors. And the Chinese vendor, not just that they have the right technology, also they, they have a very good kind of cost point because they got all the funding from the Chinese government right. and so on. So I got the opportunity to build a new uh, storage team. And the team I had, so I had the a privilege, you know, go and select 20 people that you want from the entire site. And we're talking about a site of, let's say, 400 people at the, the peak it was uh, in Israel. And I, I was insist of taking only people from Israel, right? Because if, you, if you're doing startup, you want the team to be local. You want people to work uh, day and night. You want them to work in the, in, you know, in the kitchen, in the <laughs> in home, in the way to work, how to work, play together, do together, right? So I was insisting to, to take 20 people to, to work with me. And I was selecting whoever I want from the site. So this was a great privilege. So I, of course, select the, the top eight people that, you know, class A, A player, best people that can adapt to new te- technology, new, new technology. Now, the funny stuff is that none of them knew storage. They didn't know how to spell storage, you may say, okay? So I have to train them on storage. Like, like you, are, you have the right people. And, you know, in startup, and I'm sure you know that as an entrepreneur, it's, it's first who, then what, Right. So have the right people on the bus, and then you, if you have the right people, you can teach them, you can walk with them, you can dream with them. And that's what we did. And of course, we, it was not just relying on ourselves. We, we, we walk with an expert from around the world, and we, we learn from people from the university, and we, bro- and we hire a few people outside, and we beef up the team, and we build the, 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 the storage uh, capabilities. Uh, and this uh, adventure actually was two to three years. Uh, we also acquired additional technology outside of PMC. And this was uh, basically a, a silicon design team that built the first uh, NVMe f- okay. flash controller. So together with the team in Israel <clears throat> and the teams that we acquired, we, we built a very nice business. Uh, we built a custom solution for a, a SSD for the major hyperscaler. Uh, we took part of the NVMe of a fabric definition. We built a custom solution for a, a, the, the top major all flesh array. So we got the opportunity working with enterprise company. We got the opportunity to work with a hyperscaler, building them. So then, so then Aaron, I mean, it seems it seems that you guys were killing it. Then 
why why did you go and 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 go as an entrepreneur and this was obviously going to be the, the yeah. really first rodeo so what why did you take the plunge what what triggered that <laughs> so so a victor villains that now is in the news it's just uh, another company that uh, that he was founded uh, habana i don't know if you heard about it just acquired yesterday uh, in a two billion dollar by intel uh, he was also the founder of galileo that acquired by Marvel for $2.7 billion, and the founder of Annapurna, that acquired by AWS. So Victor Vildens was the first investor at Wintegra. He was the guy that actually put the $5 million. So he contacted me. I was sitting at PMC, I had a corner office, you know, I had a team, we built a nice revenue, and he gave me a call and he said, Iran, hey, I think you have done enough for PMC. I think we need to do something new together to let's, let's go for a new adventure. Uh, and it was exactly, let's say, a few months after uh, AWS acquired Annapurna. And I think Annapurna is a company everybody familiar with today. They are basically building the entire infrastructure for AWS, the Nitro solution uh, and all the um, basically a fabric solution that they have and the virtualization for storage and, and so on. So uh, Victor actually bring all the uh, networking expertise. I brought all the storage expertise and we went to the journey of uh, starting Lightbits. Uh, starting Lightbits, it was not like two kids coming from Berkeley and say, hey, we have a nice idea. It was the other way around. Few experienced people that we assembled together, four or five first co-founder, and we actually went and talked with all the hyperscaler, trying to identify what problem they have, you know, how they are going to solve their, their storage problem, you know, because back then people just solved the problem by throwing more hardware on the problem. Okay. You need a larger cluster. You need more performance. You need a better uh, latency. Okay. You know, we, we are time to market, time to revenue, boom, throw more hardware on the problem and, and solve it. Because here, I mean, you you were mentioning you guys were like four co-founders, so you know you were mentioning that this was you know kind of like the first rodeo, so that not all of you had like that level of degree of let's say like the Berkeley or the having a massive acquisition under your belt. So how did you guys first and foremost manage the egos of having so many co-founders, and then also how did you guys go about reducing the steep learning curve of 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 the execution that you had in front of you? Mm-hmm. So I think like with any any startup, you need to check out the ego outside of the door. And it's not just enough to check it out every morning when you come in. You really need to deposit it, okay? So you're coming with zero ego to the, to the adventure. And, you know, when you talk with some people, they tell you, yeah, I'm willing to take down the garbage. I'm willing to do this dirty work. You really need to be all in with that, okay? And this metaphor cannot really describe how much sacrifice you need to do with doing a, running a startup. And some people never had any startup before, and for them this is really kind of an almost impossible journey. And for others that they had in startup in the past, uh, they need to remember it, right? It's like, uh, you know, I like to give the example that uh, uh, the fact that you know how to run a, a 10 miles or a marathon or half a marathon and you've done it 10 years ago, it doesn't mean that tomorrow you can get out of your door and just run 10, 10 miles or, or 15 miles, right? The fact that you right. have a good memory on that doesn't mean that you know how to do it today. Um, 
and that's also part of the problems that uh, that you have uh, of people kind of joining to startup and think they can really take the load of startup. And the startup, you know, journey is not a one week. It's not a, a, a it's a one year. You know, it, it's really a journey. You need to to really prepare to that. A marathon for sure. And in this case, obviously, you guys, uh, Iran, the business model, I mean, basically what you are offering is solutions that separate the storage and 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 you're able to compute without touching the network. But but what I wanted to ask you here, it seems like you guys were able to ramp up very quickly mm -hmm. because you raised uh, quite a bit of money. So how much how much money have you guys raised to date? Mm -hmm. So we raised more than $55 million. Uh, and if you look at the... And basically, we, we raised money from uh, multiple uh, strategic uh, uh, partners. So we raised money from, uh, from Dell, We raised money from Cisco, from Micron, as well as uh, from Walden, which is uh, running by uh, Lee Bhutan. He's the CEO of Cadence, Avigdor Villans and his group, of course, uh, and uh, SquarePack. So we raised money, a combination of uh, top angel investors, uh, top strategic investors, and, uh, and, uh, and VCs, okay? So it's a good blending of money that's coming to the company. Miranda, one thing that is uh, uh, really standing out for me is that you guys got a large corporate strategics very early on, like Dell. Why Why did you guys thought about doing this? Why did you think it was a good idea? Yeah. So so basically, uh, you know, the, the type... So so we invent a new standard, okay? Uh, but part of it, you know, we went to the journey, we talked with Hyperscaler, we understand the pain, we, we understand that the, what what out there and exists today and, and maybe something we even were, were part of the contributor in the past to that, It's not fit for the hyperscaler. They cannot build a solution based on that. And then what we did, we partner with Facebook and we partner with, with Dell and with Cisco and others, and we invent a new standard, a standard called NVMe over TCP. And people thought we are crazy in the beginning, okay? So, you know, there are multiple kind of uh, conferences. So first years that we just came with this pre-standard solution, We send it to the organizer, and I will not put the name out there. We send it to the organizer of the event, and they told us, you guys are brilliant guys, and why are you working on this stuff? It's like bringing horses to a nuclear edge. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's, it's, somebody that, it's people that you really appreciate their opinion because they are, they are market leader, they understand the dynamic, and it's kind of giving you... You have to give a second thought to that, right? Even if you think you have the right solution and people give you a negative feedback, you think, maybe I'm wrong, right? So what we did, we took the good old TCPs that everybody knows, and we took the bright new NVMEs that, you know, it's the best way to connect a, a, a storage to the CPU today, direct attach, right? Point-to-point -point connected, and we blend the two together. And that's basically allow you to take... Any compute in the data center, and data center could be very large, can be hundreds and thousands of, 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 of nodes and even, uh, uh, you know, millions of nodes in some of the data centers, and allow the compute to connect to any storage in the data center seamlessly. And you don't need to change your network. You don't need to go and replace your switches. You don't need to, to go and replace your uh, uh, network card in the client or in the server. And that's the beauty. And, and that's the reason we built it. We didn't want to be in a, in a position that we built something that people tell us, wow, that's a cool idea. Go and talk with our CTO. 
No, we want to install it now and today. And that's what we are doing today. We can come to a location and within a few hours, I just had a customer in Europe that we came, we shipped him the system, and he got the system out of custom at 10 a.m. and it was fully installed up and running in 2 p.m. Okay? That's something it's unbelievable. And that's exactly what we designed. So so back to the to the story. So when we told them, look, we want to put few articles, we want to give two few pictures about this technology, and he gave us this negative feedback. And we said, no, you know, give us a chance. And because, you know, we had a good relationship, he said, okay, take one <laughs> time, one hour at this track and, and go and pitch your solution. Twelve months later, we submit to the same person a set of articles, and he told us, you guys get a full track, okay? Everybody want to learn about this technology. Everybody want to work with this NVMe over TCP. This is the only technology that can actually run in data center. It's cost-effective, it's scalable, it's easy to deploy. So within 12 months, we, we managed to get the industry shifting 180 degree. And we have done it because the technology is cool and right, but we also done it because we had the right partner. People like Dell, like Cisco, like Facebook, and, and you know, like Microns that help us to push it to the industry and get the full acceptance. Because if you have a good solution, it's not enough. You need to have the right, you know, ecosystem around it. People to realize that they can use it. And Intel also really like it because it allowed them to give a counter solution to uh, the solutions that was out there, the Broadcom solution and the Mellanox solution. It was a proprietary technology. This is basically a, a few a pure store, software solutions that can run on any hardware. That's the beauty. So I guess, yeah, the, for the folks that are listening, how big is the company today? How big is Lightbits? Yeah. So Lightbit have two uh, design centers in Israel. In, uh, in north Tel Aviv, let's say it's Kfar Saba. It's a place uh, I guess almost uh, nobody heard of, and uh, the one in in Haifa. It gives us the ability to hire people, you know, smart people in the center of Israel, in the north of Israel, so near the Tel Aviv University and near the Technion. Uh, we also have a, a, another design center in California, in San Jose. This gives us the ability to be close to the customers, and we have a, a sales team uh, also in uh, in uh, New York, which is all the financial and China, as well as in Europe. At the company, we have about uh, 70 pre- uh, people. Uh, 90% of the team are still engineers. And what we are doing now, so if you hear me, we are hiring. We are still hiring t- talent engineer, but we also start to hire salespeople and marketing, you know, kind of scale out and, and go and, and promote our solution. Uh, yep. So that's the company today. Got it. So I guess uh, looking back now, if you had the opportunity to speak to yourself and give yourself one piece of business advice before launching this business, what would that be and why? Yeah. So first of all, I'm, I'm happy where we are today, right? So it's, it's not that I'm saying, hey, if I could do this, I can be faster, I can be smarter, I can be... I, I think we're in very bad... Uh, very good position today, right? So if you look at retrospect, I think we, we took the right step. Of course, we made many mistakes, but you're also learning from those mistakes, right? You, you learn and correct, and sometimes you cannot get to solution C if you haven't done A and B before. Uh, so I think all in all, we, we are happy where we are with the type of engagement we have and, uh, you know, where the standard, you know, where we managed to put it out there as a standard and, and now it's it's commercial product. Um, the only thing I can I can say, and I think it's a, it's a good advice for everyone, 
be open and listen to your customer because sometimes they give you a hint and you are in this crazy race that you, you are hundred percent sure what you're doing and you're running. And all, only after you're running, you know, 200, 400, 500 meter, you look back and say, Hey, I heard it. They told me that, but I haven't listened. And now you need to go back and correct. Okay. Uh, and so my, my, my advice to myself and, you know, I can give the advice and I know that it's advice that I'm using every day. It's how to implement, you know, it's a, those kind of things that it's how to say it's, it's harder to do, be more open, be more listening, you know, to, to the, the small voices, smartness that coming from customers that telling you, give you some small tip that help you to short the time. Yeah, so it, 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 you, you have less pivot, you have less iteration and you can be there, you know, faster. Of course. And you build with data and not with assumptions. So I, I love it. So Iran, for the folks that are listening, what is the best way for them to reach out and say hi? Yeah. So, so you know, you can uh, uh, drop me a, a message via LinkedIn, connect me via LinkedIn. I'm, I'm you know, active at LinkedIn, of course, in Twitter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and oh, throw me, you know, drop me an email, Iran at lightbitslabs.com. So whatever works for you. Amazing. Iran, thank you so much for being on the Dealmaker Show today. Yeah, thank you for hosting me. Yeah, it was fun. If you like the show, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you could leave a review as well, that would be fantastic. And if you got any value, either from this episode or from the show itself, share it with a friend. Perhaps they also appreciate it. So also remember that if you need any help, whether it is with your fundraising efforts or with selling your business, you can reach me at alejandro at pantheraadvisors.com. You've reached the end of another episode of the Dealmakers podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to alejandrocremades.com. Thank you for listening and see you at the next episode.